please to read the entirety of the statement. I met with Coach today and informed him that we will be moving in another direction going forward with the offensive coordinator position. Unfortunately, we did not live up to the expectations and standard that I expected from our offensive unit. I felt it was best for a fresh start at the coordinator position leading into next year. This wasn't Mike Tomlin. This was Ron Rivera talking about firing Scott Turner in Washington. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of TK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. No, no, they haven't fired Matt Canada yet. No, he's still he's still here. That's not alarming yet. But it's uncomfortable enough that I felt like today was going to be the last day that I'd have where I'd really, really try to give an extra nudge, figuratively speaking, out the door. There is no reason for this team to retain this coach. Let me emphasize that again. No reason. Sometimes people say stuff like that. And it's just hyperbole and whatever else here. I mean that there is actually no reason. There's nothing that he brought to this team that this team can't get from someone else a hundred times over. I mean, I could go through all the numbers for you if that's what you want. Steelers finished 28th in pretty much everything, right in that range, 27, 28, 29 in offense. Through his tenure, not just this past season, he did it with a Hall of Fame quarterback. He did it with a rookie quarterback. He did it with a rookie running back who was just learning. And he did it with a running back who started finding his way. He did it with a lousy offensive line. He did it with a competent offensive line. He did it when he had no wide receivers. He did it when he had George Pickens. Didn't bother using him. He's the common denominator. He's got to go. This part's the obvious. This part you know. This part you've heard. But here's something that I don't talk about nearly enough. There's no salary cap on what you spend on coaches. Stop and think about that for a second. Stop and think about how the world, the football world, is essentially wide open to you. To pick anyone you want, anyone, unless they're gainfully employed under contract and whatever else here, but anyone who's out there. And you don't have to worry about any sort of artificial spending limit on it. And then pause, take a deep breath, and ask yourself if the very best available individual on this planet is currently employed in Pittsburgh. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more.
Tomlin was asked about Canada at his season-ending press conference Monday, and where normally he'd give no answer at all, he at least gave this. I'm not going to delve into the dynamics of my decision-making. It doesn't serve me or us um, in any way to peel back that curtain. Um, I have intimate conversations with everyone. Obviously, Kenny being our quarterback, that's going to happen. But the nature and the details of those conversations and how that leads to decision-making will never be discussed in a forum like this. Well, sure, he got better. Sure, the offense got better for the reasons that I mentioned earlier. And yes, he did make some better play calls along the way. And I'd like to think that I gave credit to the man with each of those. There weren't that many of them. So I definitely did do that. At least I feel that way. That was a really slick inside handoff to Derek Watt for the touchdown, for example, the other day. And it was done at a timely portion of the game. Hats off, okay? But that doesn't cover up or even come close to covering up for the kindergarten-level route trees that his wide receivers were running, the failure to put together anything remotely resembling NFL-tiered running schemes, the repeated, wasteful usages of those silly jet sweeps. And yeah, they would work once in a while, and I've seen the data to support that, but they never should have been an integral part of the offense, if only because they should never be an integral part of any offense. The failure to use the middle of the field, the failure to have his receivers cut across horizontally, the failure to make the most of Pat Fryermuth, the failure to make anywhere near what he should have out of Pickens. This could go on. This could go on. But the bottom line is, well, the bottom line? I don't know. I don't know what to think. The Steelers don't go to the outside for their coordinators. We talk about that all the time. They don't go outside for their assistant coaches, with very few exceptions. And we can say that that's because, well, they develop that trust factor and they're true Steelers and whatever else. But I don't know that that's the reason. I've seen what offensive coordinators make. You've seen what they make. It's not what's being made in Pittsburgh. And not only do the Steelers not hire these guys, by and large, they don't even interview them. They don't get involved. In a way, don't bite my head off for this, but in a way, it kind of feels like the Pirates' approach to free agency in Major League Baseball. Where, well, we're just a have-not and we don't get involved in those types of discussions. There's no reason for that with the Steelers. There's no reason that they shouldn't be bringing in the cream of the crop, at least for interviews. So that you can get a feel as to who they are, what they are. Maybe they will be a big turnoff. Maybe they aren't uh, Steelers material or whatever that means. But I, I don't just watch the games that the Steelers play. I watch the whole league. And I see the offenses that are being run. I see the complexity. I see how much is put upon the players to learn those schemes, to master those schemes. None of that's happened in Pittsburgh under Canada. It hasn't. Do we think that's because this group of players is dumb? I mean, it isn't. It plainly isn't. 
Tell me there's an offense that Kenny Pickett couldn't run, meaning mentally. It's insane. It's not personal. It's purely professional. Matt Canada's got to go. When we come back, J1Q. Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Bill, who says, DK, what would be your criteria for evaluating a quarterback as a franchise quarterback? A colleague and I went through this exercise a few years ago, and we came up with roughly 15 out of the 32 teams that we felt deserved that label. Does Kenny Pickett have more to prove to qualify for that label, or was the finish this year sufficient for the Steelers to believe that they already have a franchise quarterback? My initial reflexive response here, Bill, is my goodness, do I not care how someone is labeled. Do you remember the old, is Joe Flacco elite? arguments. You know who didn't care about those? Flacco. You know who else didn't care about them? The Ravens. You know why? They're wearing Super Bowl rings. It's the only objective. It's the only objective. To me, the question that comes into play when you're talking about a quarterback and whether or not that quarterback is good enough for this or that is, can that player get you to the Super Bowl and optimally win? the Super Bowl. But getting to the Super Bowl to me is the big one. If you have a quarterback who's capable of getting you there, then you have a quarterback who, at least in my eyes, would be a franchise quarterback. Now, yeah, there are exceptions along the way. Every year there are exceptions. Everyone picks on poor Trent Dilfer, but he's not the only one to have made it that far and to not be anything close to a franchise quarterback. This discussion or debate to me is a comfort thing. Um, I'm borrowing a Tomlinism here of sorts, meaning he'll say, uh, we don't look to seek comfort in a certain situation by saying a certain thing. Fans want to believe that they have a franchise quarterback. I'm not talking about Pittsburgh. I'm talking about anywhere. They want to believe they have a franchise quarterback because it'll make them feel more comfortable feeling Hope. You hear me talk about fans and hope a lot. Hope is the driver. Hope is what makes it go for fans. As soon as they don't have hope, chances are really, really good they're no longer fans. Or if they are, it's just kind of peripheral and they'll wait till things get better. But if you look ahead to the 2023 season and you say to yourself, hey, you know what? I feel a whole lot better going into this season because we have found our fill-in-the-blank 
quarterback. So you can say franchise quarterback, you can say elite quarterback, you can say good enough quarterback. I would prefer to just leave the descriptors out, if that's what you're asking me, Bill. I would prefer to just say that the Steelers have found their quarterback. That's all. This this other designation doesn't mean a thing. If Kenny's capable of winning games for you, if Kenny's capable of being big in the big moments, if he's capable of beating teams that in some cases are better than the Steelers, and we've seen all of these, every one of those boxes has been checked, and he can become more consistent, and he can be surrounded by an even stronger supporting cast, a more experienced supporting cast, and to what I talked about in the open, he had himself a real live NFL coordinator, Kenny can win you games. Kenny can get you where you need to go. Does it have to be with Patrick Mahomes' arm? No. Does it have to be with Tom Brady's brilliance, Peyton Manning's brilliance? No. Does it have to be with Lamar Jackson's legs? You're getting my point here. It feels to me like at times people want this perfect Frankenstein quarterback where they're afraid to discuss him in a superlative term. Look at the results. Look at the results. Again, the consistency still isn't where you want it to be. I particularly didn't like those four overthrows that I counted on Sunday. But he got the job done. He won the game. And when I say he won the game, I don't mean that he dilfered it. I mean that he was pivotal in almost every one of these wins that he secured along the way, that his team secured along the way. That is not a small thing. In fact, I could argue that it's the very biggest thing that came of the 2022 season. Just take it for what it is. You don't need the adjectives and the descriptors and the hype and everything else here. Kenny Pickett is the Steelers quarterback. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.